Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? This is part two of a conversation between Max Richter and Rough Trade's Nigel House to celebrate the release of the first in a series of Rough Trade compilations entitled Behind the Counter. So uh, CD2 kicks off with um, this track uh, from Godspeed, um, Rockets Fall on Rocket Falls. Um, I, what I love about them is really the, the sort of um, fusion between that, that sort of a unique take on, on punk and the connection with classical music, with mm-hmm. minimalism. Um, and the storytelling of it, obviously, it's very political music. I mean, it sort of comes out, you, you sense that it comes very directly out of their sort of life mm. and their sort of way of looking at the world. Um, and it has a great sort of storytelling intensity, their work. It's, it's very unique. And I, I, I just, you know, I've always just really admired their their sort of vision really yeah they're quite sort of hardcore punk in a way or straight edge punk in a way if you yeah. know. I mean they're kind of right on yeah. I saw them play at the forum and I think they played three songs in two hours yeah. so, I mean they were amazing and I think and on the album we've got the whole of one side is there yeah. is this track which sounds yeah. incredible and it's the first time they've ever licensed anything to anybody I think yeah. and it's because of you Max yeah, it's brilliant. So, <laughs> it's <a great laughs> thank you very much for that it's, it's great to have them on there it's brilliant I love the sort of political dimension of their stuff they um, on Fat Cat, uh, when I was on Fat Cat, they oh, God, set yeah. fire to flames, which is a sort of offshoot of Godspeed. Yes, yeah. um, Fat Cat wanted to work with them, yeah. and Set Fire to Flames refused to work with Fat Cat because they considered <laughs> Fat Cat a corporation. <laughs> yes. It's just hilarious. And Fat Cat was like three guys in a rented room, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they actually—that's why they had to form thirteen oh seven oh one to sign Set Fire to Flames. <laughs> which was an even smaller company <laughs> yeah. in a you know in, so it's just brilliant I love the kind yeah. of purity of that attitude yeah they are quite hardcore <laughs> yeah oh that's fantastic yeah no, exactly
So um, next is uh, this piece, Immortal Bach, Knut Neustadt. So this is like a, almost like an antimatter version of the preceding track. It's it's very sort of calm and beautiful. Um, again, so this is another Bach chorale, maybe sort of connecting back to the earlier the Bach uh, chorale prelude, the piano piece. Um, and this is another kind of intervention in in the music of Bach. So it starts out with a, a straightforward sort of choir performance of the original Bach and then it, you just feel it starting to go out of focus mm. and it starts to turn into this amazing sort of droning cloud yeah it's very clever and 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 really sort of uh, it's very emotional I yeah. think you know because you hear the Bach sort of in your brain and you kind of know how it should go and then it all just sort of goes out of focus yeah. it's like it's like pulling focus in a movie you know it's just yeah. beautiful so great piece um, next we have the evening song from Satyagraha Philip Glass uh, opera, which is it's probably one of his most famous pieces, but I um, sort of don't really mind about that because it's great. Yes. So I want to put yeah. it on anyway. Yeah. And it's very, very beautiful. Um, it's a very simple sort of uh, piece, this sort of simple sort of ascending line in the vocal line with this classic sort of glass texture sort yeah. of sitting underneath it. You know, it's got all the signatures. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a great piece. Um, next... Let's Eat Grandma, Deep, deep <laughs> yes. Six textbook um, from last year, I guess. Um, so this is an interesting, interesting thing. Um, I mean, they are, I mean, they're, they're like 16 or 17 years old, aren't they? Yeah. And they're very young. They're just kind of starting out. Yeah. But it is quite odd and mm. distinctive music. Yeah, it is. It reminds me um, a bit of like Laurie Anderson, yeah. a little bit of, because of the, it's got a kind of a naivety and a knowingness at the same yes. time, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's very, there's a lot of sort of irony yeah. going on and it's it's just really fascinating. Um, I did bump into them at, at somewhere. They were playing in the shop. They yeah. were quite scary in that kind of 17-year-old girl sort of way. It's like, who are you, old man? That's <laughs> right. I think they are. Yeah, I think they're quite interesting. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to include them because I'd, I'd be quite interested to see where they are in sort of 10 years. Yeah. You know, what's happened.
Then we go on to Purcell, um, one of the Fantasias for strings. Uh, I love Purcell. He's my sort of other um, kind of hero, really. I guess after there's like Bach and then there's Purcell for me. There's like the Mm. two. Uh, Purcell's music is amazing because you get this. It's very emotional um, and it's full of stories. But at the same time, it's it's technically amazingly Mm. clever. You know, but you don't really feel that. You just sort of hear the. You, you you respond to the feeling, but mm. when you start to take it to pieces, you just think, how on earth did he manage to do this? Because yeah. it's incredibly brilliantly made. Um, and then we have uh, this Scriabin prelude, piano prelude. It's from a set of um, piano preludes, which are quite diverse. They they go sort of, they're everywhere, they're miniatures. Mm. Um, and they, they're just very lovely... Uh, piano music from that era you know um so a uh, really nice performance uh, of this um and then it's low what part of me from the <laughs> last last year's record i guess it was yeah. um uh, brilliant low i mean i love low you know what's not i mean they're just a they're a, a bit like mogwai you know they've been around quite a long time yeah. but they've they, you just sort of want to know what's next in their yeah. story you know um and they've you know they've had their their ups and downs, you yes, know, and yeah, uh, yeah. but I just feel like they're very, uh, they've got tremendous honesty, I think, in their mm. work. It just feels very real. Yeah. And I love this record, and I think it's, in a way, kind of a return to form. Yeah. You know? I agree. Um, and, um, you know, long may they continue. I just think they're brilliant. I think they're back on Sub Pop now, aren't they? Yeah. Which I think <clears throat> has helped them. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if they were left them all. Anyway, they, I mean, I just think they're doing really great records again. I've yeah. always liked them. Yeah. And they've been around a bit, but you're right. They're just, you know, they're just keeping they going. They just keep on going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep which on is keeping kind of, on. Which is admir- not admirable. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think it's great that they're still going because they're just so good. No, I think it is too. But I also think, you know, in a way, you, you need to to really get a sense of what an artist is it's great to just have a long span yeah. you know because you get to know different facets of yeah. them and how they respond to what's going on around them and mm. you know how their storytelling changes I mean that's really interesting yeah. you know yeah. to have that sort of long uh, sort of engagement mm.
So, uh, next is this uh, Goliath piece, Tenebrae 2, um, which is, I think it's an amazing piece. It's, it's string quartet played by the Kronos, fantastic performance. And it sort of goes on a trip through all kinds of styles. You know, it starts out a little bit nerdy contemporary yeah. with all these sort of pulsations. And then it sort of blossoms into all kinds of romantic and classical string yeah. quartet languages. But it's very, very beautiful. He's mm. a really smart composer, I think. Have you ever asked Kronos to do anything with you? Have they ever asked you? We or? have had conversations yeah. in the past, yeah. I mean, we will do something at some point, definitely. Great. I think yeah. it's a good combination. Absolutely, I yeah. love them. I think they've done so many interesting things. Yeah, they're brilliant. We're it's, sort of waiting for that kind of right yeah, idea the right, at the right yes, moment. Yeah. yeah, I did see them in the church in the Barbican mm. doing... A Lamont Young thing, I think. Oh, well, the big long one, yeah. second quartet, you know, five hours, whatever it is. Yeah, no, yeah. it's quite long. That is quite long, isn't it? I have yeah. to say, I did nod off as well. Yeah. It was like lots of harmonics, and mm. uh, but it was amazing. Mm. I do love them ever since. Cause they did a Hendrix thing to start right mm. at the beginning, I think, didn't mm. they? That was quite interesting. Yeah, they did a version it? of Purple Haze. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that, you know what? Well, that quartet isn't Lamont Young. No, I've just oh, talked about. That was. Um, I'm thinking of. Ah, um, forgotten the guy's name. It maybe wasn't Lamont Young that I saw them doing. It's in the Barbican, in that church, in the Barbican yeah. Centre. It was lots of harmonics, mm. and it was warm evening. I know that mm. for a long time. But it's mm. good though. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I need to remember that guy's name now. We'll come Morton back. Feldman. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Morton Feldman. It could have been that that I saw. Yeah. Then. I know it's a, a long time ago. Yeah, now it's a really good piece. Yeah, and, yeah. And Lamont actually, the Lamont Youngs, those drone pieces are incredible. Yeah, um, they are amazing. Yeah, I've even got the box set of the well. Is it the well tuned piano? Or yes. Something? Yeah. Yes. At home. I have to say, I haven't listened to it for a while. Which he's apparently still working on. Is that right? Is sort of, it's, it's like a work in progress. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been available for years. Yeah. Should somebody should make it available again? Mm. So next is Aphex. Um, I don't even know how to say that. Disc prepped. <laughs> Disc prepped one. Um, it's so this is really interesting um, because it sounds like a sort of early cage prepared piano mm. piece um, but it's not um, it's Aphex and I'm really really good I think really yeah. really good and I love the recording of it because you can hear his sort of kids running around in the background <laughs> yeah. and stuff it's really good I mean he's still so interesting isn't he he still he is, makes yeah. I have to say I don't like the kind of drill and bass things that he does now and again mm. I prefer uh, that I re- thought that was really good mm. he still makes interesting records I just love the way that he runs everything yeah the new record coming apparently yes there is but, yeah know. well they just did a live they streamed a live set didn't they from that's right. uh, and field, from day. field day yeah. mm. and he did a there's a 12 inch shingle that they were they were selling there that's so there right, must yeah. be something new coming which yeah, is, yeah. He's, he's amazing yeah it's <laughs> just great the way he does everything I mm-hmm. think
uh, next, Remembrance. This is a little violin piece by Caleb Burns, and uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's very, in a way, very classical, um, but you can hear the sort of hinter, hinterland of you know New York minimalism in it. Mm. Um, great performance by Yuki Numata. And uh, yeah, he's a, Caleb is an, a, one of these again one of these guys who seems to be able to do everything. You know, he's a singer, plays viola. <laughs> Amazingly, plays violin amazingly, um, and is a you know, terrific composer. You know, yeah. <clears throat> does everything. Um, and then more Bach and this organ piece, G major organ piece, um, but arranged for a viol ensemble fretwork. It's a great piece, absolutely yeah. amazing piece. Um, it's like it's got this sort of oceanic quality. It's mm. in five parts, and it, everything just flows. It's yeah. really, really beautiful. That's the one that my wife said. Oh, what's this? She yeah, it's really great. Like, yeah, it it's is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. In fact, actually, that's only half of it because they don't arrange in their arrangement. They don't play the first bit. Mm. They only play like the second half. Um, next is uh, Dream Three from Sleep. Um, so this is a piece of mine from a couple of years ago, and the whole the whole piece sleep is eight and a half hours, and it's this big set of variations. Mm. And Dream Three is like one of the little variations inside it, and it's, so in a way, this is a kind of a miniature, yeah. Even though it is about eight minutes long or something, but in context, it feels yeah. very <laughs> it kind yes. of goes by in yeah. a heartbeat, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is. Um, what can I say about it? You well, know? I can tell you that Sleep, when that came out, is one of our albums of the month. Right. But it was also, I think it was our best-selling album that year. Was it? That wow. That year it came out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we just sold so many as it album of the month, and then it was in our top ten at the end of the yeah. year. And I think it was just, you know, the right thing at the right time. Right. You know, it just kind of, it sort of touched, a, it touched a chord, I suppose, with people. And we sold so many of it. It's a, Great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a project in a way that I feel like I feel I'm very fond of it um, mm. because we've started to play it overnight live mm. now we've done a few we did um, Berlin uh, London Sydney uh, where else have we done it we've done a few I can't remember now <laughs> it's all a blur <laughs> yes but we're uh, you know we're going to continue playing it we're playing yeah. one in Paris playing one in uh, Madrid and uh, yeah, you know, it's do you, just. Do you always do them in interesting venues, or? Well, yeah, it... because it's not something which fits an event, yeah. an ordinary venue, because yeah. you need uh, space for the audience to get into their beds. Yeah. You know, so um, you just need a big industrial space or yeah. something like that, or a gallery, or you know. So it tends to be in these sort of big uh, spaces, isn't it? And the piece, I think it it sort of likes that yeah. kind of yeah. atmosphere anyway, because you need those big long reverb tails because yeah. it's very slow music. Yeah. And uh, that really helps it. So um, it just makes it also a great event of it, doesn't it? A fantastic sort of thing to do. It is. It's got a kind of a ritual quality. Yeah, I no, think exactly, you know, yeah. it's not like going to a gig and yeah. just you know, it's yeah. it's more of a sort of it's more like a happening. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. That's what we need in music, sort of excitement. Even, although it's not, it's quite low key excitement. Yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing, isn't it? You think, yeah. wow, what a great thing to well, do. Well, it's like an all night rave, but yeah. it's like a <laughs> the anti vote. It's like an anti rave. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah, That's a rave for old men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like yeah the kind of opposite pole of that yeah like exactly yeah. Version. You know, yeah it's no, like low energy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And then, so we go to uh, Schubert. Uh, so this is a chunk from uh, Death of the Maiden Quartet, late uh, D minor quartet, Schubert. Amazing piece of music. Uh, what can I say about it? You know, I mean, it's, uh, Schubert's just incredibly brilliant. Yeah. Um, one, I, the thing that I always think about Schubert is that just the melodies are so amazing. Mm. And it's so full of feeling. Um, and, you know, given the fact that he, you know, dropped dead in his early 30s incredible yeah um and so prolific yeah incredible outburst of like i mean 600 songs you know yeah. just just wonderfully made music I it think. is such a beautiful piece it's stunning isn't it absolutely stunning and i like the what are they the winterreise winterreise yeah unbelievable yeah unbelievable yeah yeah i mean that's i mean winterreise for me is like actually infra one of my records is very connected to winterreise because um Infra is about the the events of Seven Seven in London, yeah. uh, which is obviously about people on their commute. You know, so yeah. it's journeys and of Winterreisers, you know, winter journeys. So yeah. it's all about sort of I, I sort of used Winterreisers as like a found object yeah. in Infra. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just an amazing composer. Incredible. Yeah, and um, to die so young, it's just you know to have put put out so much so young yeah right it's like sandy and broke denny. and unknown yes yeah, i mean it really yeah. was like yeah, yeah. nothing happening there yeah you know? <laughs> it's like sandy denny and who knows where the time goes and she wrote that when she was 17 or something how which is you, one of the greatest songs of all time ever and she wrote she was 17 or 18 or something it's how nuts, can you isn't yeah it? how can you know so much at that age or maybe you don't and that's you can just do it well, there are these people though right i mean sandy denny i i think i think Joni mitchell falls in that category yeah. too i mean the early Joni mitchell records are yes i mean she yeah. was a kid yeah i know, you know? It's, it's incredible, isn't it? How you do think, you know that yeah, stuff? I know. You know, both sides now. I mean, lyrically, it's yeah, just I know. mind-blowing.
So next, Couperin, Les Barricades Mysterieuses. Um, so so Couperin wrote a whole series of these um, sets of keyboard works. Um, and no one really quite knows what half of them are about. They all have these very odd titles. Mm. And uh, so Barricade Mysterio is a beautiful little uh, keyboard piece, um, which, um, yeah, I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll just play it. So I, I, yeah. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very straightforward. Um, all the wrong notes are mine. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that is, that, it is what it is. It's, uh, I, I think Couperin is a really interesting composer. When's he from then? He is, uh, I'll have to check that for you. <laughs> okay, no, we we'll cut that bit then. <laughs> uh, edit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 17th century. Yeah. Uh, he's old. He's old, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh Steve Reich. This is an amazing piece, I yeah. think. Um, it's, it's, kind of golden age Reich I mean mm. I, I don't you know no disrespect to him but he wrote a series of amazing works around that time yeah. you've got different trains uh, Tehillim the sextet you know these are just masterpieces yeah um, and uh, it, it's a, it's just a brilliant piece of work you know in, incorporates the voices and then kind of a new way for him yeah. you're actually setting a text it's just brilliant you know it's got all the sort of hallmarks it's got all the you know percussion and clapping and all yeah that. It's just absolutely brilliant. Did you see him? He was on, it was his 80th birthday last year, I think. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. he did a thing at a train station up up north. It was, he did different trains in a train station. Did he? Yeah, that's it clever. looked amazing. Yeah. He's, he's 80, well, he's 80, but he yeah. looks, you know, he looked about 60. He's incredible. He is cool, isn't you know, he? Yes, yeah, really cool. He is very, very cool, yeah. yeah. I think we played, uh, we played at the Barbican on his 75th birthday. Yeah. And that was like an all-day festival. That's right, um, they did do something, yeah. And um, we were on, it was, it was just like a massively ambitious program. And we didn't even start until like half past midnight. Yeah. Because we were on last, yes. I think. And uh, it was a great day, you know, really, really great day. Yeah, he was talking, because he, when he did this, he was talking about different trains and yeah. about his family. And I think it was a, his family are Jewish, I think. And yeah. they were kind of on the trains in society. Wow. Because I mean, he was you know, going doing New York to Chicago. That's right, yes. In, exactly. As a kid. That's right, yes. And yeah. that's why, you know, it's got that yeah. thing, you know, from Chicago. In yes, the, in the, yeah. And, uh, but also, of course, it refers then to the transports, you yeah, know, the kinder exactly, transport yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so evocative, I yeah. think. It's an extraordinary piece of work. And yeah. it's a wonderful, like, connection between, you know, politics, documentary and music. Yeah. Which I think is really hard to do. Yeah. Really hard. And I think it just pulls it off fantastically. Yeah. Now I always say we need more political music. In it, but it's hard yeah. to do it in a considered way without being sloganeering, I suppose. But yeah. That, that sort of preachy sort of yeah, finger exact, pointing, you know. Yeah, and and exactly. it hasn't got that at all. Because no. it, it's very clever. It's very, very clever. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. Cool. I think is that it? That is got to the end. <laughs> you. Amazing. Thank you so much. That was a pleasure. Oh, it's really, pleasure. really interesting. Yeah, and to, you cool. know, it's fantastic. Well, it's been great. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks.
Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.